Alexis is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never right. been anybody that's right. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from their club. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat your children. It was just banter. Stay off the weed. And England win on penalties. History in itself. You know, I think it's a great city. I think they got the best organization in the NBA. But they do have some big old wins. I'm here with the winner, Derek Lewis. Derek, why don't you take your pants off? Balls are fun. I understand. Come on, take it quickly, Reggie! Yes, good match. No money's in the fucking reserves. Listen, I ain't gonna forget about this by the time we get in the Hello and welcome to episode 204 of the Spitballing Pods. I'm Luke Byron, joined as always by Tom Kennett. Jack Harper, Alex Jones, and we have Sean Shoot joining us again today. Two pods in a week for Sean. He must be well, he must be bored. I was gonna have <laughs> some free time on his hands. <laughs> you can't put a price on Lloyd. You can't. But we've got plenty to get into today. We have news of the week. We have Nicholas Pepe's future. Whether it's okay to critique, whether for a manager to critique players, Pep Guardiola's extension, a potential Chelsea or Spurs title charge, and more to come. So, news of the week. It's it, it's been one of them weeks. So uh, <laughs> we'll start off. One for Jack to uh, feel for. Goalkeeper fakes injury but is attacked by colony of ants while he's down. Where is he playing? Where are ants? He, he he basically chucks himself to the deck into an ant's nest. <laughs> That's commitment. It's in America. That's the sort of thing. You know when you go along at the start of the game when everyone looks at dog shit in the UK? Imagine <laughs> they come across this massive ant hill and they just get one of those like plastic cones and scoop them all off. <laughs> uh an Oklahoma cannibal illegally castrated a man, police said, and stored body parts in a freezer, which <laughs> suggests there's a legal way to cast- to castrate someone. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, is that it needed? It's yeah. I mean, the next one you'll see that that's not even the worst. So I don't know how they went about this because, like, storing in a freezer for a start. That suggests like <laughs> there's a backlog, like or that he's trying to make like a nut ice cream. All that. <laughs> I mean that didn't enter, enter my mind, but Blimey. storing it in the freezer suggests like we'll get this out when we need it. Or he's just wheeling it out as like a party piece. <laughs> he has his cannibal mates over for dinner, here's dessert. Well, the next headline is um Transient woman eats man's brains in broad daylight after he is hit by a bus. Sometimes you just get the urge, don't you? <laughs> That's Do you like an opportunist a, have... because like the guy's clearly on the deck 
and this woman's thought, it is my lucky day. What, what would be the law? <laughs> uh, obviously, that's illegal. But what would be obviously. the law if, if someone's dead and their brains are on the floor? What is stopping someone eating them? Or what, well, what, what? cannibalism's still illegal, <laughs> isn't it? So, oh, that would be the law, then. <laughs> it would, well, the if it was, Steph, you're under the impression you can eat people as long as they're alive. No, but I'm just thinking, like, <laughs> as you get arrested, they say you are under arrest for eating brains. You do not have to say anything. <laughs> so, like, what would be the actual line there? What? I, I, it would be. It would be. It, I suppose it would be um, at the time uh, assault. Because it wouldn't be, you wouldn't at that exact moment, if they pulled them off, it wouldn't fall under the category of confirmed death. Yeah, even though it's obvious, but you well, need somebody to confirm issue, death. What, what happens if they chew Even if they are quite clearly dead. Because that's not cannibalism, that's just chewing brains. <laughs> what? <laughs> why, is it, why is it not cannibalism? <laughs> yeah. I, I think it is. Like yeah, but you're not digesting out. it, you're not you're eating just it. it. <laughs> you're just chewing swallow, it. it doesn't count. So if you fell over, fell point. into the brains with your mouth open, <laughs> and some brains went into your mouth, is that cannibalism or is that just unlucky? It's very unlucky. I didn't think we'd have a grey area here. So then, <laughs> how is this grey area? You that you've done that on accident. Like you have to have. How could you prove that I did it on purpose though? It's like <laughs> oh, you're chewing it. It's, it's like chewing it. Penalty. They've got yeah, like, but I feel like the, the court. Like how much contact have you purposely you, done it? You do you, not want VAR to determine your sentencing, crikey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, like you'll have Alan Shearer and Ian Wright like, on a panel saying, well, he didn't mean to eat the brains, obviously, but in these days, you just have to give it. TK, kick, TK's <laughs> lawyer kicking up a fuss that he doesn't want David I mean, so if, deciding his sentence. If, there, if there's, a, <laughs> if there's a, a, a dead body there with a, a brain open and you can... You can eat a bit, but there's no repercussions. Are you saying you're going to give it a try? Well, I'm not saying I'm going to give it a try, but I'm saying that you wouldn't be able to... You're not it. immediately denying it. So no, yeah. no, no, no. I'm saying that if I did, there is absolutely no way that you could prove that I did it intentionally. I don't I know what you're trying to... I don't know what you're trying to reason with a bloke... You're trying to reason with a bloke that thinks he could jump to save himself from a lift that's falling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's that, that's also not legal. So I will. <laughs> that, that if it I wasn't admit... for the fact that Jack would actually die, I wish we could try it out. But <laughs> <laughs> he would die at the end. If if you're in a lift and it's we prove our point. Oh, we're not doing that... this again today. <laughs> if if oh, in no. the future we can get like the Ready Player One thing where you like immerse yourself in there, then maybe Ocular. or Spy Kids 3D. Can we all chip in to get? One of those Oculus headsets for the pod. See if you can get, see if you can, Luke, see if you can get like, I don't know, a a, a top scientist or top, somebody who we can't argue with on well, it. On, the, on the, the I don't know. Of Chicago actually published an article on this and it could oh technically oh so I don't know how much more scientific and professional you want to get, mate. Really. Well, the Mythbusters said otherwise, and I know who I'm believing. I'm believing the University of Chicago. If there was a university we, in America, I wouldn't believe Chicago would be high up on the list. How, could how we get back to? Could we get? Could we get back to talking about the woman who just ate some guy's brains, please? No, we'll, we'll move on completely. So Spike Lee is to direct a musical about Viagra. 
Right, okay. <laughs> um, wife blows thousands on vet's bills after husband blames his farts on the dog. Nice. They need to get pet insurance, really. That would solve a lot of problems there. I mean, this is America. They need to get insurance themselves, first of all, so That's true. your pet probably is secondary. Although, if Jack's dog suddenly gets taken to the vets, we know Sarah needs to look at now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Taiwan teen woken from 62-day coma by words chicken fillets. <laughs> <laughs> That's your Taiwan relative. <laughs> what are the two the words chicken, that... What, chicken what, what fillet words? just reminds me of that scene in Jersey Shore now. We've got grenades, man, chucking the chicken fillet around. <laughs> what what item of food would get you out of a coma, Byron? Fillet of fish. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> <word>. <laughs> Although that double Big Mac might go close as well. So you're wrestlers, telling me... You, Mr. Muchacho. Mr. Muchacho, after he ignored my last message during lockdown. <laughs> what do you mean he ignored Just, your message? Do, I was do, dying for a burger at like 4am and I messaged the uh, Muchacho's page saying, why won't you accept my orders anymore? And they read no reply. You've literally sent the you up text to Muchacho's. <laughs> Depressing, isn't it? It's <laughs> What what about if I've I've just got this picture in my mind of Byron in a in a hospital bed in a coma with TK just going up to his ear and whispering nugget <laughs> and then it's Byron and it pans back and Byron's eyes just open. First of all, I like that TK's <laughs> visiting me even with my lack of conversation. Two, don't picture me in a coma again, please. I don't want that energy out there. <laughs> Suspect tries to escape <laughs> FBI coma agents. Would be right up your street. Here. I wouldn't. I can't play football manager in there. I'd have to take a long holiday. <laughs> uh, suspects tries to escape FBI agents using underwater sea scooter in California Lake. Nice. Ingenious. Indonesian man sells meteorite that crashed through his roof for $1.85 million. Yeah, I saw this. What a lucky bloke. <laughs> what, happened? Like, what was that again? A but meteorite over... crashed through his roof and he sold it for 1.85 mil. Because the thing oh, is, over it, a meteorite Christ. falls on your house. It's not coming through your roof. So that's where actually being a third world country probably helps you. I'm pretty sure there was some, there's something um, in this country as well. I'm sure it's the same in America where it's classed as like the property of the country anyway. So you couldn't claim it for yourself. That's bullshit. I'm, I'm claiming that. It's like is if you find man? some... If you find some certain relics, then it's classed as like state property. That's basically how the British have filled their museums. Yeah. Anything found is ours. Um, the Vatican have launched an official investigation with Instagram over how the Pope's account liked photo of Brazilian bum model. <laughs> interesting, uh... It is interesting that they'll lodge a formal inquiry about this. <laughs> but Everyone knows where I'm going with this. So I don't yeah, well, they, they, they do lodge investigations. They just happen to have a lot of loose ends. So yeah. <laughs> That spotlight <laughs> film tells you that. Mark Ruffalo, get him on the case and I'll sort it. <laughs> the only Good thing film. about this is that at least that person was old enough. Yeah, exactly. Um, Brooklyn rapper surrenders to police after being caught shooting a flamethrower on top of a bus. 
I like that when someone clearly has money and they spend it just like how an everyday person that gets rich would spend the money. Flamethrowers are actually surprisingly easy to get a hold of. Every one like, kid in school who thinks they've done something new by like hijacking the lighter to make it flame up a bit more. And then like blasting a deodorant can. Yeah. Every- Every time, every time somebody mentions a flamethrower, now I just picture that scene with Leonardo DiCaprio in uh, the, um, the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Just imagine oh, being that Bob guy. Yeah, just imagine. Well, Troy is that guy who you know so, something's going down in the street and everybody's sort of gathering around, and he's the guy who walks out with a bloody flamethrower. <laughs> Project T Rick. T Rick. Um. My favourite headline of the week. Um, Texas woman arrested for punching officer who is trying to impound her potbelly pig. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Uh, Seven people dead after drinking hand sanitizer at party in Russia. Okay. 51-year-old woman gives birth to her own granddaughter after becoming surrogate for her daughter. Oh, Jesus. It's like Phoebe from Friends. I was... When you read that out... I've not seen that series, fortunately. I'm not sure anyone has. Wait, what? No one's watched Friends. (laughs) Not where she gives birth... Her mum gives birth to her own daughter. No, she gives... No, she gives birth to her brother's kids. Is she not just a surrogate? For her brother. Still a little bit odd, I guess. They're like, she gives birth to her nephew. She doesn't have sex with her brother, but still giving birth to her brother. Her mum used uh, her daughter's eggs for this. All right, okay. That's nice. Anti gun violence event ends in gun violence. (laughs) America for Uh, you. Turkmenistan's leader does donuts next to flaming crater to prove he's not dead. <laughs> That's the kind of leader we need. Like, There's the only way, guy. You got to do this. <laughs> we need um, to get Argyle to do that if we can uh, yeah. back on the pod. Uh, managers at American grocery store Tyson Foods were found to have bet money on how many workers of theirs could contract COVID-19. Wow. Not good management. Not at all. <laughs> and finally, Oregon man sues, alleging he went to doctor for distress over marital woes, only to find the physician was having an affair with his wife. <laughs> Bad luck. <laughs> So there you go. There's your news of the week. A potbelly pig getting impounded is, is still is the best thing there. An actual pig? Yeah. What do you think is a potbelly pig is? <laughs> I don't know if it's like some sort of like cuddly... Furlough's really getting to you. Yeah. yeah. but I think it could be like a cuddly toy or something. I've never seen it. Is a potbelly pig just an average pig? Why would you impound a cuddly toy? Bit of a chunk. But why would you impound a pig? Yeah, because it's on someone else's land, maybe. You're more like We've seen what cows pie. can do. Google potbelly pig; they're quite cute, actually. 
Fair enough. I've seen Alex with a few of these once upon a time. <laughs> anyway, like we'll move on. Shit. Football then to get into. And second to last game last night, Arsenal faced off with Leeds. Both teams coming into the game on rough form. Usually teams bounce back against Arsenal and Leeds did their very best, but it just wasn't to be. The woodwork helped them out. Nicolas Pepe also did his best to help them out. He was sent off in the 51st minute for headbutting Leeds Alioski. Um, the red card was the fifth Arsenal have received since Arteta took over, two more than any other teams in the league. Um, so replays showed Alioski shoving Pepe, who responded by lightly headbutting, but still headbutting him. The Macedonia lightly. International dropped to the ground. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty clear what was going to happen then as soon as you saw the first replay. You, you say lightly, but that's as hard a headbutt as you're going to see in football. But it wasn't even like a little brush of heads. He fully headbutted I mean, 14 years ago, Zidane stepped up. To yeah, the chest, I mean, no and that still lives in infamy now. Vieira blooded Roy Keane's nose. <laughs> so it does happen, but yeah. It, my, my main gripe, as I'm sure many other people have said, that if you're going to headbutt someone, which you're obviously going to be sent off for, then you should at least headbutt them Go all the way. And, get, and get the same punishment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, a, it's a strange one. But anyway... Um, Arteta, in his interview after the game, said, I really like the personality of the team when after Pepe let them down, his behaviour is unacceptable. So mm. this within Arsenal fans and within some, some other maybe uh, soft football fans went into meltdown on Twitter. They were saying that a manager should never throw his, throw his team to uh, the media, uh, throw his player to the media. You've got to defend him to the bitter end there. I don't know about anyone else, maybe because I was more annoyed, I'm seeing otherwise, but I don't really know what else Arteta's supposed to say there. <laughs> and if a player has been an idiot, there's, I have no real issue with telling them exactly what, you, what what difference does he need to say beyond the scenes. I'm sure he'd said far more, but him saying, look, Pape yeah. let us down, which he did. I mean, I think... You know, when when you've got a player who's just been playing badly or is in poor form, then then maybe I'd probably sit on the side of you probably shouldn't come out and, and publicly lambast them. But with something like Pepe's done, then, then you're right. Like, what, what else is Arteta meant to do? He can't really deny that it's a stupid thing to do. Yeah, this isn't Jose just repeatedly calling Luke Shaw fat for no reason. <laughs> well, for reason, but just he didn't need to say it. This is quite clearly everyone has seen it so him not offering a comment does no more than him saying it was unacceptable which quite clearly was I think you need to know that the player needs to know that that's just shit ain't gonna fly I think as well that the look on Arteta's face tells me that Pepe definitely does know that mm. yeah exactly and I think that going out to the media and not backing him in this sense shows the player there that, look, you've done this. If you ever do it again, this is the treatment you'll get. I'm not sure he'll get the chance to do it again, to be honest. But the, the, the main thing is for Arsenal fans, 
they've seen Wenger for years where this could happen and he would come out and give the classic, I didn't see it. He would defend the player. Probably in his later years, he probably would have said, look, what I want to know is what Alioski said because he's such a nice lad and for him to do this, it's really bad, must have happened. And He's not that type of player. The, the thing is, I said to TK yesterday, Sure, I'm sure Wenger would have reacted to it differently. And he also got walked all over for his last five, six years at the club. So I'm not sure that's the structure for Arteta to go down. No, agreed. I would say... That, said he was too soft. Yeah, I, I would say that he maybe could have had some words for William with uh, going abroad for no reason, coming back and maybe not being able to play in the game despite the fact it probably would have been for the best but but then again that's, that hasn't happened on the pitch so Arteta I'm sure has dealt with that behind the scenes and that's one where I would say the manager doesn't need to come out and say it but that's the main comparison people are making saying why didn't he come out and say about this but he came out and said about this what on earth it's an what interesting kind of no smoke without fire thing with Arteta that He's losing control of his players quite easily. Not so much yep. losing the dressing room, but them losing what? their heads in general. He is, he, he, it's a, a loss of control. The, the reported bust-up between Louise and Ceballos midweek. Pepe doing this. Guendouzi being a prat. And like, but what does that mean that he's lost it, control of the players, though? It's not so much he's lost control of the players, but he's not keeping them in line. Um, the... The, the Tobias Luis thing, I'm sure, happens in every team just about every week, but no, don't get me wrong. it doesn't I'm, always I'm, get I'm not, released to the paper. That, I'm not saying that it doesn't happen in every team. What I'm saying is is a lot of instances of it happening in a short space of time at Arsenal. Mm. I think it, uh, the unfortunate thing for Arteta, well, it's not unfortunate, it's just it's a part of his career path. Is the, is the thing of, unfortunately, he hasn't been in the managerial role for that long. He's been in the game for a long time, but he hasn't been in the management managerial role for a long time. And as a player, as successful as he was, he doesn't carry the weight as, let's say, let's compare him with, say, the weight of a name like Zidane or something like that. He's still coming from a place of where he's building his image and building his, how do you, how, how, I'm not sure how to put it exactly, but... He doesn't carry the weight that a name like uh, Mourinho, Ferguson, even Arsene Wenger does. I mean, those you look at like the Spurs training ground at the moment. Um, I think if you put certain players in a similar scenario, a lot of those players, the first thought in their heads before they go and do something stupid will be like, oh, like Mourinho will do me for this. Like, what, like when Eric Dyer ran into the stands? Like, like <laughs> when, um, like when, um, like when, um, uh, just in the Spurs documentary, just that little thing, like the, when I think it was Serge Aurier knocked over his drink um, and knocked over his, I think it was either Mourinho's shoes or it was just Mourinho's drink and the fear on everybody's face around it. I don't think Arteta will carry that sort of, that sort of fit, like that sort of thing. Yeah, and also it's like, just the, the way that way the media, what just, what like, just, like the me- just like the media, just like the media have hounded Arteta at the moment. Say if you go back to like the like Alex Ferguson for example, nobody hounds him for making statements like he did. They just respect the authority that he's got. My my point is, is that Arte, my my point is is that 
there's a certain amount of fear behind the name that certain managers have, like Mourinho, like Pep Guardiola, like uh, Zidane, even though he hasn't been in management for a, a, a same amount of time as, let's say, Zidane, uh, same amount of time as Mourinho or Pep, but because so of the way Zidane the control he was. Bale, he did control Bale, he got him out of the picture, and that was that. So what the hell are you talking about? Because you just said the same about Guendouzi. When Arteta got rid of Guendouzi. Guendouzi, Guendouzi, he got rid of Guendouzi, but in all fairness, he's lost. He, he's now having repeat problems across the board. He did, like, like, for example, Mourinho's Mourinho's, 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 Mourinho's made a move on. Mourinho's made a move on Deli Ali, and you haven't seen anybody else bat an island. So and that's what they've all fallen into line with with Pep with with uh, with Pepe and other players around you. You've got problems. Build up left, right, and centre. What I'm saying is, is Arteta just doesn't carry. What about him? Well, he marched into the stands, and I thought Mourinho might have scared him a bit too much that he wouldn't do no, that. Mar- not at all. That's he con- didn't punish the- him at all. Mourinho backed that. So what the hell are you talking about? I'm you saying that said- Arteta. Arteta, I'm saying that Arteta doesn't carry the, the fear in his name yet because he's not that established in a managerial role. Have you listened the to the way every player's spoken about him that we've had? Yeah, every, everybody's going everybody's gonna to speak to... Everybody's going to come... He, every like player's going to come out and respect him. He's like the nice substitute teacher that lets everyone get away with everything. So you like him for that, but then don't do any of the work that he says because you know... You what's yeah. he let anyone, and what's he let anyone well, get away with? And and also as well, he's won a, he's he's won a cup with them as well, so they're going to have that romance with him as well. But at the <laughs> moment, you're showing cracks. You're showing cracks of a lack of authority in the squad. I literally but, uh, have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> you're in denial about it. you're in denial about it. <laughs> I'm not because so far every disciplinary issue has been dealt with. The Pepe one is going to be dealt yeah. with quite clearly. Yeah, but I don't the think point, you can see him back the, in the, the point lineup. is. The, the point is, the point is, Luke. No, the point is, Luke. They've been all de- they've all been dealt with, but they keep on popping up. What do you That's mean keep on popping up? We've got they keep on in, happening. In terms of instances happening, we've got Pepe has headbutted someone during a game. Uh, Son's been sent off twice since uh, Jose was there, so clearly he doesn't have the control. Um, we've had the Sabios Louise incident, which. I'm sure happens at plenty of training grounds over. And apparently Arteta locked them both in a room and said, look, don't come out to this, it's sorted. They've uh-huh. sorted it. Tobias apologised. Job done. They're both sitting next to each other on the coach the next day, no issues. When you've got an atmosphere like this... We've got William going 30, off and doing his own thing. 30 people... Yeah, the, the William one, but how do we know what's happened there? Because they haven't punished him. So, I didn't see. I didn't see. Didn't see any other player in the Premier League and any of the big squads going off randomly. You don't get any other player running off like that, particularly when what he's going to be off? needed. Well, what was it? Particularly, what, what? Why did he go abroad? He went on a business trip. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, no, technically that is what it is, or he wouldn't have been able to travel. Or announce what his business is. Restaurants. Jack will tell you. That's what he came to Arsenal, according to Jack. To keep yeah. his uh, restaurant with David Luiz. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but in terms of, as TK referenced in the middle there, Arteta's been criticised more for being too too harsh with his disciplinary measures. And Alex, you just said that 
he's too soft and they're all walking all over him. So no, 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 not at all. That's not that wasn't what my point was. I think I think it got st- got a little bit lost as I started to come across like I was criticizing him. <laughs> yeah, it did because my point was initially is that it, it, my point my point that I was trying to make was that he's not doing anything wrong. It's just because he's not an, a fully established name in the management role at the moment that carries the weight, like the name Mourinho, that that's why he's getting some blast. Like but it, he's the one who's in the wrong. Mourinho is being disrespectful. Mourinho is having just as many disciplinary issues. Arteta is awful. He's not. He's basically being looked at. He's being viewed finally as he should be, which is awful. He's got, <laughs> got an awful record with Arsenal here. And how many tr- how many better. trophies has he won? He should be doing better with that team. Doesn't matter. Do you tell doing me better he... with that team? Yeah, definitely. You got the Premier League's top scorer for the last few seasons up top. And you Frank spent two hundred million, and you said that he needs more time. Yeah, I know, and he's actually overachieving by being in the top two. Oh. Oh, God. <laughs> um, <laughs> debate on whether we can win the league or not. You've got the, overachieving. the best striker, at and he can't get. Uh, Hang on. Um, unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, at the right right now, Chelsea. You can't deny that Chelsea are Premier League contenders this season, which is well, yeah, in the right direction. Well, they yeah, I know, I know, but Arsenal's Arsenal aren't. What Arteta is, I didn't say they were. Is to not score a goal from open play in seven and a half hours. Eight That's... hours, actually, but. <laughs> <laughs> The the, so the debate was he's Pepe's the, future, but which is why I have the topics so we don't go down this kind of uh, <laughs> trail. Um, but you let Alex speak for too long, and you well, seem to I go on a wide this, this is good material. You've had Jack call him awful, question his record, yeah. and suggest Chelsea are overachieving. There's some gold in there. <laughs> the I thing is, the thing is, I, I, I've been I, I was trying to I wasn't even trying to slate Arteta, but I've somehow come across as though I am. I, 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 <laughs> He's taking the league's best striker and ruined him. He can't even get, he can't buy a goal at the moment. Ruined him. Crikey. Mm. I don't, I think that's a bit harsh. I think ruined him is, yeah. ruined him is the wrong. He was able to buy a goal in the FA Cup final. How many open play goals has he got this season? One. That's not good enough for the amount of Unless we're counting all competitions, then he's got more. No, I just Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't say I didn't say it was good enough. I'm not sure what I, what this is regarded. On the, on the Pepe front, I'd say I still think it's a bit. It's still a bit too early. I'd still be willing to give him a bit more time. I think like, the, flat, the flash is, the flash uh, Arsenal. Yeah, they're definitely the talents. The talents there for Pepe, and let's be, let's not forget they spent seventy two million pounds on him for Christ's sake. You can't just let that go after. In exactly the same way that I was defending keeping Undumbele in the picture, you know, you spend large amounts of money on these players. You have to start seeing through these investments for a bit longer before you just condemn them. For Christ's sake, there's been enough of Pepe. There's been we've had conversations on this podcast before where we said Pepe looked fire, so we know it's there. Right now, he's just got to be. He's gone and done something stupid again. Yes, but it's he's a young lad, isn't he? At the end of the day, and I think well, seen a player. He's not. He's not that young, but he's got. He's got 25 goals and assists since he joined Arsenal. The most other than Aubameyang. When he first joined Arsenal, his dad spoke to the press, which I'm sure he probably didn't thank him for. And he said, "What my son needs to realise now is that this is his career. It's not just a bit of fun, and he needs to start taking his job seriously." And then he'll find the consistency, and the consistency is the issue. I mean, 
the, the the talent hasn't disappeared and league league one is different to the premier league although i'm not sure that the talent disparity is quite what we're led to believe these days but you look at his think, highlight reel in that league and i don't know how much of his confidence although this isn't going to help it too much but the players there but at a club like this that's competing the way they are, you, you don't have that many chances. So I think that's I, the thing. I don't you, think he'll be here next season. I, I will I, say as well, I, prior to the red card, I did see a couple of things I thought Arteta wouldn't like. There were a couple of times where he gave the ball up very easily, very cheaply, showed no real willing to try and get it back. And there were just a couple of instances like that where I thought that's not what Arteta's going to want there. No, he seems to be a different player with Maitland-Niles behind him. Because Maitland-Niles does go at both ends, whereas Bellerin, if he if he goes up the one end, then he doesn't get back, which highlights Pepe even more. Whereas mm. Maitland-Niles is just has one of them engines, and we focus so much down the left hand side, which is something that I think was worked on yesterday. It's not to kind of recap the whole game, although it ended very poorly. The first 25 minutes, I was more than happy because it was the most expansive we've been in recent weeks, as little as that is. We were moving the ball quickly. Aubameyang was back through the middle of the pitch. And then right when you need to kind of grip in, Pepe does that. And even the people that have defended him more than most, myself being one of them, there's no defending that because it's just stupidity. If you get sent off like David Luiz does, um, and as annoying as that is, that's at least an attempt to play the ball or something. You're at least trying to impact the football match. What Pepe's done there, there's no other way that that can go other than impacting the team negatively, which is just selfish. Yeah, yeah, it's it is that that's perf- that's a really good way of summing up. It's it's selfish stupidity versus careless stupidity. The, the, Emery wanted Zahar, which is what we always go back to with him. And there is a clear difference in the two players there, which is Zahar's confidence, and I know last season wasn't great, his confidence doesn't seem to waver too much in that he can miss eight times and he'll still drive through. And I know part of that is necessity with Palace. Pepe, it looks like if you put him in that Liverpool team, he probably would be getting 15, 20 goals a season. Because when he cuts inside, he's lethal. But we we don't have an allowance in the way that we play or in our system to allow you to simply have moments in the game. You really do have to dig in for 90 minutes, which is why William, I know, is being preferred. Because as much as the end product might not be the same as Pepe's, he is getting back, putting a shift in just as much as he is at the other end. I think that's definitely it, isn't it? It's that when we... When Arteta went to Arsenal, he's kind of billed as Pep's, like, the new coming of Pep. And it's been almost the opposite of that. It's been a very pragmatic approach. And when you play in a system, like you said, that where you do wear the shackles and you do have to kind of dig in constantly, Pepe doesn't really benefit from that. Um, I, th- I think it's difficult, isn't it? Because you don't have any creativity in your midfield so it kind of all comes down to what can your front three do and what can Aubameyang do and if he's not purring as he isn't at the moment then 
extra weight is going to fall on the wingers. And like and you the said, the depressing thing is it probably means Lacazette's going to be back in for the next game. Christ alive! I'll be back on pot pellet pigs again. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is this is the kind of chance that someone like Reese Nelson needs to be able to mm. step in, and he at least looks direct. I know he's another one that's kind of had spells at the moment, but I would favour, and this was the argument with William. I would far I would favour Reese Nelson getting it wrong for a couple of games to find it and have it click, than maybe pick up a couple of extra points with with Williams' work at both ends, but not not have the end result with Reese Nelson. So I don't really know how it's going to work. I think Pepe is really going to have to fight to get another chance because last week he I know the headline made it seem like he'd gone to the papers and was saying. Or demand first team football. He was asked, that, "Are you happy at the moment?" And he said, "A happy footballer is a footballer that's playing." So of course, I could be happier, basically. Mm-hmm. But when you even entertain that interview, and then you get a chance to follow in week, you you can't go and do that and expect the manager to be pleased with you. I am um, not so. I uh, I think um, like going a bit onto. Like what Pepe did and why he did it. Do you think there's an element of frustration, of like frustration seeping through now in him and the squad? Because I don't. I'm not. I'm not saying this. Don't lose your head. I'm not saying this to trigger you. But in all honesty, in all honesty, right now you've got Wolves this weekend, and then you've got us the weekend after. I'm pretty sure. You know, yeah. you've. With the, uh, you could easily you know you could draw you could lose against Wolves and then you've got us and obviously momentum's in our favour at the moment we're looking confident we're looking strong I yeah, remember form goes out the window in the derby it does it does indeed it does indeed but in all honesty like say next weekend if we this sorry this weekend if we lose against Chelsea you draw against Wolves or you squeeze through a win I still feel more confident going into that North under derby than I have done in a long time. Well, um, the I way, just, I think, the way I, I just think, I think, actually I just think us more than yeah, that, playing Wolves. That, that's a, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. But right now I don't, I feel like that Arsenal squad is running out of steam. You're not scoring goals and that momentum off the back of the cup wing, which you were expecting to have, you don't appear to have. Well, I just, obviously, I, it's not issue, looking but... great. I mean, when's 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 um, when's Martinelli back again? Uh, he's in training now, but it'll probably be after Christmas. The, the the thing with the thing with this is, at least we're not conceding goals for fun. I mean, we had a bit of luck yesterday, but the shape at least was there. Um, so the the scoring goals will click eventually. Arteta's ten months in the job, so as I said, I think it was last week where. You play football manager, or and you use one formation the entire season, and then the next season, as we have with Leicester, where the following season you, you hear things of it's been worked out, and it can only be something as simple as with a Bamiang left, and they stick two men out left because they know they can double up on him, and that suddenly narrows everything else out. So, how how important do you think the January transfer window is going to be for you? Well, I mean. Typically, they all say they hate the January window. The Athletic reporting that we're in talks with um, Dominic uh, Soberslai's agent, if that's how you say it, from Red Bull Salzburg. He's got a 23 million release clause and can be paid in three instalments. So it seems a no-brainer, you would think. 
but I'm not too sure. I, like, I was glad to see Willock get a run out yesterday. I saw him getting some critique, but if he's the only one that's going to be going forward, then he's going to be the only one that is going to be making a mistake in that instance. Sabios is a weird one that you don't really know what you're going to get. He does seem in decent enough form, but the rest of it isn't there. So who knows? I, th- I think Arteta will work it out eventually, but it just means he's going to have to compromise some of his ethics is the wrong word. His expect his way of playing, he's going to have to yeah, compromise to, to get, yeah, print, that's the word. He's going to have to compromise what his first ideologies are to get the goals flowing and I've no doubt they'll come eventually, but it's going to be, it's, it's a rougher season than we'd have liked. In this instance though, when you're so devoid of attacking options, and especially that link-up, because when you've got space and you've got your front three running at that space, you look quite good. It was creating the space for them to run into. Would you champion Ozil coming back into the matchday squad at least? We can't. He's not registered. That's what I was going to say. You get to re-register. You get to re-register. can't come back until January. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So we're obviously no, absolutely not. Because... A month away from that. For one, that'd create more issues because then that would be a case of questioning Arteta because look, he claims he's the one that made the decision. I'm not sure how much of that's the board saying this is what we'd like and him saying, you know, I agree. But the numbers show William, uh, not William, Ursel didn't make that much of a difference creatively. And no. if we're going to complain about Pepe not putting his shift in, then mm. Ursel certainly isn't. We don't even play a formation that suits having a 10 in there. So, I mean, I think he'll work it out, but yeah, certainly not ideal. It's just just quite fortunate that plenty of other teams are just as bad. You look at our squad, I think, and I've not seen the press go on about replacing the manager yet. I've seen the odd Twitter person that... uh, Half is probably for the retweets and maybe half do do think that he should be given the chop. I think you can have one of the better managers in the league and they're going to struggle with this squad because there's only so much you can do with it. So once he has some attacking mean, players, then I'll see um, what he can do. The, the thing is, that, that's, that's ridiculous that anybody's talking about the chop at the moment because, I mean, right, so say even if Wolves win tonight and you slip into 12th place, look who's right beneath you. Man City with Pep Guardiola, for Christ's sake. Mm. You've got, yeah. you know, you, you've got Arteta, even if it isn't going well at the moment, right now you, you've got to stick with him and see it through because I, I just... I don't think like any serious said, I don't, people I don't think a manager, speaking about that. Yeah, so, I don't think... As I say, it's, it's so because there's so many teams, it's so hard to judge. You look at Everton started off really well, have a blip, then they won a couple of games. Villa, you think are they good or they not? Leeds, you don't really know whether they're good or not. Mm. City, like it's so hard on so many of the different teams. And like Spurs could easily, um, even though they beat City, they could easily lose to Chelsea. Maybe they lose to Arsenal, and Liverpool, and then a different picture. Well, I'll run in. Same with Chelsea. Yeah, our running for the next, like our running for the next four, five, four, five weeks is teams all in the top part of the table. Like they're all tough, type, t- really tough fixtures. It makes me. I looked at the fixtures. I thought, Jesus Christ, have we had it that easy this early? But, uh, but obviously, I know we've beaten City now, which makes it look a little bit go into a bit more confidence. But you know, you could easily come out of this next run of five games with three losses. 
Yeah. Like, if if we go on to Man City next, then so Pep signed a new deal till 2023. Um, Richard Keys came out, uh, our good friend with the hairy hands, saying <laughs> he he does he said what's he done to deserve a new deal, and as ridiculous as it is to say that Pep Guardiola doesn't deserve a new deal at Man City. He's certainly in the worst situation he's been in at the club. Um, any less points than Arsenal, as you said. Yeah, any clubs. Sky commentators called it a rebuild during the Spurs game. <laughs> I don't know how, just if, no. if you needed the figures, um, $832 million spent in four years. Fucking hell. And it, most it, of these would have tipped them at the start of the season as well, by the way, so... This rebuild seems very yeah. overnight. I, I had him um, winning the league this year. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I think it's what you look at their front line, and we all said last season that their B team, you could put it, they just play their B team in the Carabao Cup and they'll probably still win it. They shouldn't be struggling. Like, there's no way that they can call this a rebuild. The amount that they've spent on defence and the players that they've got going forward as well. I can so, see the um, argument that some of the balance has been lost, maybe. So, Whereas... so, so interestingly, so watching the game at the weekend, um, I, I think I don't know if how much has been talked about, but Pep Guardiola lost that game tactically to Mourinho in the respect that Spurs did a brilliant job of pushing City to play the ball in from deep out wide, like you know, getting a City to play, try and play a game of making silly crosses into their box with a forward lineup, which isn't, that's normally how they score goals. Normally you've got a lot of creativity going through the middle that will just cut a side open defensively. And let's be honest, you know, a few weeks ago, you were saying that Spurs have got one of, the only reason the Spurs aren't contenders for the title is because their defence is not good enough. And now we've defensively been managed to set up in a way that can shut down a City squad, which we've seen destroy sides, completely cut them open. I mean, it's like there's more than enough talent in that squad to justify winning the league more so. I mean, I, it was more than one of us that had them in the winning winning the league this season. Pep Guardiola technically had... Well, OK. But te- technically, Pep Guardiola had nothing to deal with what Mourinho put him up against Yes, uh, the, on Saturday. I just... it's. I'm not saying that Spurs' defence is even sound now. He, it worked... What, we, what he did with the getting them to play quite compact and tight through the middle and just getting bodies in front of them, pushing them out wide is perfect way of dealing City, dealing with City. Um, you know, it made, it made me think, it, it made me watching it, I was thinking, oh, what City, ironically, it's a cliche thing to say, but what City could have done with, with the way they ended up playing was a big man up top. It, it really was, with the way they were firing balls in from out wide. But you're not going to get uh, Jesus collecting the ball in the head, like, on the head and then somebody pivoting off him at all. You need, you know, <laughs> what that could, what that squad could have done with on Saturday was a Giroud or a, an Andy Carroll or a Peter Crouch or a Kane, but they didn't. The, and they were the playing City like that. thing doesn't seem too hard when you kind of break it down. That Jesus isn't as good as the prime Aguero or even the kind of towards the end of his prime Aguero that's been the last couple of seasons. Rodri isn't as good as Fernandinho. Mares isn't as good as Sane and. Nobody City have in their midfield at the moment, De Bruyne aside, is as good as David Silva. So I, think, I don't know what, that, what they've tried to do, but it's not working. You look at that lineup and you've got Torres, who's just scored a hat trick against Germany. You've got Jesus, 
who's still a decent striker, and you've got Mares, and the midfield three of Rodri, De Bruyne, and Silva. I think they should be doing better. Oh yeah, I'm, they surely do be, be doing I'm, better. Jesus doesn't pass the eye test quite as much, quite as well as I thought he once did. No, I agree. Kind of came into the scene, looks a bit different now. He just it, it seems he'd lost a little bit of it, but. He doesn't seem to be able to be the Batman. Seems fine when he's coming in as Robin, but if well, he did, has to be the main see... man, don't quite know. Did you all, did you all see the stats from the game in terms of the amount of amount of attempts that they had versus what we had? Uh, I no. saw that they had well like eighty yeah. percent of the ball, yeah, and then they asked. Well, they just asked like their, their attempts on their attempts on target was like something ridiculous, like over twenty to our two or three. You know, they they generated a lot of like Pep after the game came out and said, "Oh, his team played well," and they didn't. They just didn't take their chances. Unfortunately, when you have a team that generates a lot of attempts like they had, and uh, it falls to the guys who were right in front, like Jesus, who's right in front of the goal, who's not put the ball away. Unfortunately, there weren't many clear. I, I do think, really, though. like that that game at the weekend, watching it, in if Edison doesn't come for those two two balls, it's nil nil. Like he cost his team two goals there for just when he didn't need to. He'd stay on his far. I I don't think it is because he's rushed. I think out, I think he's rushed think out so. twice. He's rushed out a third time against Son and he just had a heavy touch. Could have been three 0 I think that he's got to look at himself there and he obviously missed the first time when he rushed out. And against Lascelles, we thought right, I'm going to rush out again. I if he stays on close to his line on a six yard box. And with the defender coming across, I don't back Lacelso to find a top corner to beat him from that angle. I think his judgment was pretty bad on both goals, really. I can yeah, kind of see where terrific. I can kind of see where you're coming from on the Lacelso goal, and I definitely would agree. You know, I'd be less confident with Lacelso in that position, but I'd rather not give Son more because he was clear. He was clear away, so he had nobody. Nobody was going to get to him with the ball. I wouldn't want to give Son time and space to. Think about where he's going to place the ball either in front of goal. I wouldn't he wasn't say that's getting a there either. either. Who? The keeper wasn't getting there either. So the defenders kind of leave it to them yeah. and then see what you can do from there. The thing yeah. was, the Sun one, Ruben Diaz had already been pulled out of position. So Sun was in. So there's that element to it. And around that sort of period, Spurs had him on the ropes in terms of every attack I thought they could open him up here, which City mm. do have those spells in games where they do suddenly look very open. And Spurs look, I had it there. So. As much as the goal he should have done better with both of them, I think Jack's right in that respect. Well, I don't Spurs see fashioned out another chance. I think they might have. I don't see Edison Allison as a debate anymore. Well, Allison's Alice, no. not exactly having a great like end of last season start of this. If 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 you got offered at Chelsea, Edison or Allison, would you have to think? No, I'm, I'm taking Allison. To hard. I'm taking Allison, but his actual save percentage is one of the lowest in the league at the moment. I mean, I go with I go with your gut. If 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 one on one you've got someone through on goal, I'm I'd rather have Allison in the net than Edison. Yeah, I'd... I'm I'm with Allison. I I go with Allison on that. I, I'd be inclined to agree because I believe that shot stopping ability wise, they're probably both as good as each other. But Allison's decision making at key moments, I feel is better. I feel he can read a game better. Edison is very gung ho, where he looks brilliant. If he comes out and saves both those two shots. He's the hero. He looks great because it's so unorthodox. But it goes through his legs both times and it's a complete donkey. Whereas I don't what? think Allison comes out for those two balls. I think 
he's more conservative and he watches to see how it unfolds first before committing. What they've done for a while is every time there's going to be an issue with Edison, they distract us on commentary by saying that he could play midfield. <laughs> and they stop saying that on the commentary now. And the cracks just seem that little bit clearer. It's, it's Going back to the Edison thing as well, though, as a goalkeeper, you are taught to only take a step forward when the player's looking at the ball. So obviously when they look down at the ball to take a touch, you then move forwards a yard. And then same again. Whereas Edison was just completely rushing forward, like constantly. So some could look up and see this and know that as you're taking a stride, you are not going to be able to close your legs quickly, which is exactly what he did, just poked it straight through his legs. Same with the Celsius. And they weren't hit with much force. They were just hit quickly. And he should have expected that from conceding the first one. To go back to Pep, did Man City have a choice if Pep says he wants an extension to hold out? Because their hands are probably tied, like we said, with Arsenal when it came to Ozil's contract, where Alexis had left and it was kind of like, I'm damned if I do and damned if I don't. Yeah. Surely that's how City are with Pep, where they yeah, don't really have too much of a choice. Where do you go from Pep Guardiola? Who wants One, who wants to follow it? Two, who would you want to bring in to follow? Because anyone really, you'd probably consider a downgrade. Like if you go, who who do you bring in? I the guess only, the only thinking you, would be is if you take a chance on Nagelsmann and hope that still he is your long term. Would, would you rather? It's a lot of pressure to walk into, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You, what you want to turn Pep down for? It, it's kind of like the David Moyes situation with Fergie, where. You want to be the guy that comes in after the guy that replaces the name. Yeah. You want to be the guy to save it. A bit like Hansi Flick at Bayern, where he's kind of rescued Ancelotti. Uh, Ancelotti's situation, where it all went wrong. And now he's become, I mean, one of the best managers in Europe. You can't really dispute that. And I guess it's a similar thing with City. Who wants to be the following act to Pep Guardiola? It's Is a lose-lose it, okay. for everyone. Is it a case of Pep being worked out in England or is it a case of him being lazy and not even trying anything else? Because he doesn't really seem to have tried shifting things up too much. Like We saw even the, the minute details between Liverpool nearly winning the league and Liverpool winning the league. And you've not seen really anything with City where, that he, if anything, he tries to just go completely one way and he tries to do the thing where he randomly has like Sterling on the bench for no reason or something mm. like that, rather than actually make a, a tactical adjustment that's going to make a big difference. It, it looks interesting, doesn't it? Because it's like. I'm running a tap like, on there. Speakers in. <laughs> it's yeah, almost like. Definitely, isn't it? It'll set his team up the same every week, like you said. And it's kind of sometimes it'll work, sometimes it won't. And we're just going to bet that it works more times than it doesn't. And. That's what we've seen for the last two seasons. When you look at the games that they've come unstuck against Spurs last season and Norwich and games this season where they were very lucky not to lose against Leeds. Um, it's, it is just interesting to see, like you said, that they don't have a second option. It is kind of play this way and just hope it works or don't. It's, it's, come, it's becoming quite a regular thing now in the in the commentary that people it seems to be most play, teams of the Premier League now know how to play against City or know how to beat them it's just got to be if you pull it off and they don't roll you over in the process I mean 
it's a, it was a bit of a cliche like it was kind of like a bit of like a roll your eyes a roll your eyes thing and a disrespectful thing initially but it's kind of taken it's, it's taken to water now it's happened quite a few times this season and their position in the table speaks volumes i know they've got a game in hand which i failed to mention earlier when i was comparing their position to arsenal but still you know a city with that city with that squad and that manager you'd be expecting them particularly in a season like this to be absolutely rolling teams there really is no excuse for it it's almost like if you hold your nerve against City, if you go out there and get at them and hold your nerve, you yeah. can beat them. It's teams that go at them until they're like the 55th, 60th minute and then shit themselves because they're running out of energy and they've suddenly got to a point where they actually could end up getting a result and then they kind of just capitulate. Whereas the teams that stick to their system usually tend to prosper. I found it a very interesting stat that I think out the last four seasons, Spurs have turned into a bit of a bogey team for Man City. I think City have had something yeah, like 58 attempts to Tottenham's 10. Um, and Tottenham have scored six goals and City have scored two, which mm. is just an incredible stat for, mm. especially for like a, a team like that. I think Spurs, I know we'll come on to it with the potential title charge, etc., it would not be unlike Spurs now to go and lose the next couple of games or at least draw or something because they always turn up against City and it's something... Oh, about to take us there. So, across the weekend, we were hearing a lot about who could potentially challenge Liverpool for the Premier League title this year. Spurs and Chelsea being two of the names floated out there. Spurs last won a league title in 1961. Chelsea last won a league title in 2016-17. The question here, even if not this season, who would you expect to win a league title first out of these two teams? So I, I would expect, um, emphasis on expect, Chelsea to win the league before we do, just because of the undeniable pedigree at that club at the moment with the more recent wins that they've had um i know that obviously they haven't got a lot of those players now that now they're now but you cannot deny the overpowering weight of spending that they've got in that squad and the weight of that sort of the persona that that club holds and let's not be let's not forget there is a, a ton of talent in that squad which could easily get into a lot of the best sides in the world right now um, is this with the I'd, same I'd, manager? Uh, not, not necessarily, not definitely. But I would expect, <laughs> I would expect Chelsea to win that. But let's let, let's not remember. I mean, we've seen freak wins before um, with Chelsea with squads like this. In, in, with uh, Champions League win, for example, with um, uh, Di Matteo. You know, nobody expected him to go and win a Champions League with that squad. I know it was maybe a momentum swing after a manager change, etc. Et Chelsea League title would be a freak win. Uh, no, I, I would, suppose I wouldn't that. have that, Jack. I would not have that. I, I wouldn't say it's not a freak win. It'd be unexpected currently with what Liverpool have in their locker. Like no matter what they seem to be put up with, if that's losing both central defenders, if that's having Salah out for COVID, if it's just having anyone from that front three injured. It always seems to get the result at the moment, which just kind of is what it is. But I, I it's one of a good be, team. Oh, yeah, exactly. I, I would agree with Alex. I think there's more to come from this Chelsea team, is too, because 
we've had Havertz missing for the last couple of games. We've had Pulisic missing all seasons. So we're playing with two of our biggest players that haven't been involved. We've only just got a settled back four. But I think if you look at how many goals we score, and now I never thought I'd say this, but how little we're conceded. I think it was seven, six clean sheets out of seven. Um, now that you sorted that out, that we do look a decent force. I would probably say as well that I was looking at the spread of goals between the players and the team, and we've got a lot of areas on the pitch where goals are coming from, be that Zuma or Chilwell with three goals each, or even kind of Werner from the wing, four goals. This is Premier League goals. And then even Tammy Abraham with three is very evenly distributed. So it's kind of like that shows that the way that we play, we set up opportunities for the players that are there to score it. Whereas you look mm. at Tottenham and anyone out of Kane or Song gets injured, which has been very likely in the last few seasons, especially one of those two goes and all the goals go because they Humbly have disagree. goals. Mm. Outside I, of City, Spurs have the deepest squad in the league. If you look at the what the biggest down, if you look at teams where the biggest downgrade for each position, Spurs have the least downgrade if any of their starting eleven gets injured, excluding excluding uh, the excluding centre back, which is obviously quite a pivotal position. But look at everyone else. Every say... backup centre backs. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even, I probably wouldn't say, I think the biggest downgrade would be, well, it's hard, isn't it? Because if you say Kane goes, then you move Sen to front, don't you? And then the gang goes not yeah. there. So. I would, I would put Lucas Moura and Gareth Bale still. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I would, I, I would agree. put I an emphasis. Is... Go, go on, Sean, go on, go on. Oh, I was going to say, I mean, I agree with, with, uh, with Luke, the, the squad where they have built a, a very good squad position. The point yeah, that yeah. I would make there, though, if we're going to compare and contrast Chelsea and Tottenham, is that we've been playing without our two best players for large sections of this and with Bernard. Who are the two best players? Pulisic last season was one of our best players and probably still is one of the most influential on the wing. Because it means you can play Werner through the middle, and you've just got. You've got to drop Werner. You've got to drop Werner when he's back. I reckon. He's, he had four Stinking goals in five games. He's got four Stinky goals. Like, I mean, I, I think Aubameyang would be killing for his goal-scoring record this <laughs> season. So I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, you'd still swap them if you had the choice. No, I don't think I would. Now, no, definitely. Oh, oh. <laughs> a, a 24-year-old versus just what? Out. 32-year-old. No, no chance. <laughs> I'm not taking. I am. Um, so go, going back onto going back onto that. Just Spurs. who was the second player, Jack? What I'm saying, Havertz. You said Pulisic, like, and who was the second player? Who we've been missing this season. Havertz. Havertz. I mean, when he has he has played, he hasn't been your second best. I'll say that. Having those two back is not better than Spurs' squad. No, no, it's not. But. What do you mean not better than their whole squad? As in their starting eleven is better than yours. Their strength, let alone the squad, better than I would say their strikers, they're probably better. Yeah, I wouldn't say their midfielders, and I definitely wouldn't say their defenses now. I right, I, I just want to, I just want to put a bit of emphasis on one thing that's working for Spurs really well at the moment um, is Kane's role, particularly alongside Son. I yeah. think if Kane, I think I as well as the. The, on paper, the depth that we've got, 
isn't as telling as it is as if Kane just suddenly drops out or Sun drops out. I'm not sure that the players that we've got as an option off the bench are proven so to work as well as those. Yeah, but just, you're not yeah. going to have the players on the bench, are you? That's like when we said, oh, we should have someone lined up for Van Dijk. Oh, yeah, we'll just have someone as good as Van Dijk on the bench. <laughs> yeah, it's you having Kula Bali on the bench would be class just on the off chance <laughs> that Van Dijk gets injured. You could just <laughs> say, you could say about Chelsea, all right, Mendy... Mendy gets injured and then they're in back into a world of trouble in defence again. Yeah. Right. What, what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say. Salah gets injured and then. No. What 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 I'm trying to say. Salah gets injured. They probably are still sound. What I'm. 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 I was actually pissing at that point. I had to mute my mic. I was laughing. <laughs> I think I think I kind of want to change. I kind of I kind of want to change tack a little bit on on one. What I tried to say about Chelsea earlier about saying if they win, it'll be a bit fluky. I think Chelsea's route to winning the Premier League this season is if they take the quality in their squad. Um, and work out work, work out a more spread out consistent system, um, and which obviously falls to the manager, and they run away with it. For Tottenham, I think we're more still in the camp of being opportunistic miss winners in the respect that if Liverpool continue well, just fall away or just don't live up to it, and Chelsea don't get it right, then the opportunity is there for us to win as long as we stay away from injury, significant injuries, the squad running out of steam. Going through you bad spells. Chelsea where is more changes. of a favourite over Spurs. Uh, why wouldn't uh, right? I, I, what do you I, mean? Why I, wouldn't he? If you the <laughs> eye test watching both teams, it, there's quite a clear difference. I would imagine the book is probably a Chelsea. Well, well, the highest I'd be the highest scoring team in the league, and now one of the best defenses that mm. doesn't pass the eye test. I think Not I think, over Spurs. No, I, I think Luke's. I think Luke's hesitation here is right now. If you were to if you were to take it, it's it's down to the managers. I feel more I feel more confident having been at the top of the table with Mourinho than being at the top of the table with Frank Lampard. I think I, right I, now, I, and be honest, really... be honest with me, Jack. Be honest with me, Jack. You if right now, if you were given the opportunity, you, no, if you were given the opportunity to switch switch Mourinho with Lampard right now in the position in the league that you are, I, I you mean, take Mourinho. Let him answer the question. I I no. I, <laughs> I agree with you in that sense that the only reason why I'm not completely... You want Lampard sacked? My nail <laughs> my colours to the mast here is because Lampard's still relatively new in the game and Mourinho's been around the block a few times, won the Premier League already numerous times, won other leagues in Europe, won the Champions League. I mean, his pedigree goes a long way. If you take Mourinho out of that Spurs dugout and you put back in Poch, I would still back Chelsea. It's only because you've got a guy that knows how to win the league that people are starting to take up and take notice. I mean, if look, you look, I, if you look on, back, then that wasn't the question. That wasn't the question. I, I've asked the, you if you take. He did that. Right. He did that. Right, right. He said, "Yeah." You yeah. T- so you take Mourinho over Lampard in the position right now. If I wanted to win the league, I probably would. But I, if right. we look at the right. wrong. He doesn't, so you don't want to, he doesn't want to win the league. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, 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 I'm saying that we've been there, we've done that. He's won us the league three times. <laughs> and then it fucks up. 
so 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 right you've mentioned you've mentioned is it so you've mentioned pochettino so say right now you so you've got you've got lampard at chelsea say if we take Mourinho out of the picture at spurs now and i put poch there i would agree with you and like in a, I, I would feel i wouldn't feel as confident going for the title with poch than i do with Mourinho right now just yeah. because poch isn't proven to deal with that pressure at the top leading a title chase is Great. different to chasing a title chase <laughs> But all this is irrelevant because we do have Mourinho. Yeah, yeah I know. If we look through like some of the results that you've got this season and you've got a really good win against Man United and he scored five goals against Southampton, but you're also drawn with Newcastle 1-1. You scrape mm-hmm. past Burnley, who are pretty bad this season, with a lucky goal 1-0. You also drew 3-3 to West Ham. And you scrape past Brighton when they could, they look like they could have won the game as well. Sign of a one title nil, winning team. Uh, yeah. one, it, it is, but at the same time, when all of the goals are coming through Son and Kane, and there aren't Hang on, you snuck past Brighton as well. <laughs> what three? Wins? I think uh, Jack, we watched the game and you came on here as well and said that Brighton are the better of it. They had <laughs> one shot at Kepra and it went through his arms. It could have been three 0 So. Yeah, in fairness, in fairness, Jack, as well. Um, obviously, you, and you drew like, three all at Southampton <laughs> and West Brom. And West Brom. So what are we talking about? Forgive me if I'm wrong. Like a different team. Forgive me if I'm wrong, but have, have Chelsea beaten anyone in the top half of the table? No, and this is what I was about to come ah. on. <laughs> we're kind of getting a little <laughs> bit closer to it. No, now, no, no. Right? So the point, the point <laughs> that I was going to make two teams doing very similar things up there, haven't we? Point the overachievement is that. There's absolutely no way that you can call us title contenders until at least January. No, no, no. They've got a great defence against these gash teams. So, <laughs> if you look at, I think, uh, so, if you look at our, our run over Christmas, that's going to be defining because we've got Arsenal, Leicester, Man City. You don't want this smoke again in about in about two weeks over Christmas. So that's going to nice. be defining. Nice. I think I think the likely my prediction would probably be that it's a draw, and I, I think that will happen. Yeah, I mean, both Mourinho five to one with the bookies, beat... by the way. Mourinho Chelsea and Spurs. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, he's obviously not beat Lampard. The win, win against Lampard is on penalties, wasn't it, in, in the Carabao Cup? So he hasn't beaten yeah. him in 90 minutes yet. So he tried to lose that as well. Team. And he did try to so, lose it, yeah. <laughs> so, what, one, what, what, one thing I'd say as well is that obviously, so Tottenham are showing improvements in the respect of we were leaking goals from a defensive capacity. I know it was West Brom the week before and now it's City, but to go to not concede a single goal against City is quite a decisive performance. So I know they're not really hitting the... No, they're not cutting the mustard this season, City. But regardless of that, we've seen them put a lot of goals away this season already. Um, and I think a, a clean sheet against them off the back of another clean sheet does so some progress from a defensive capacity in the same way that you've said, Jack, that Chelsea's defensive improvements and offensive improvements are now starting to show. So there is... There is a little bit of improve. There's suggestions there that the squad is moving and the both squads are moving in the right direction. Even though, yes, they do have effectively the top half of the table teams still to face. But let's not forget that the difference between the teams in the top half of the table and the bottom half of the table, particularly in that middle ground at the moment, is like one win versus one loss. It's not. It's very tight. Yeah, it worries this me. Because Chelsea in the right direction is nonsense as well. Because what? For a start, it's a slight against you the fact that you didn't beat United. You didn't beat United, which is horrific in itself. And then that was the first game where we tried to reset our defence, and it worked. And since then, you've played Krasnodar, Burnley, ten-man Rens, Sheffield United, and Newcastle. 
and won all of them. But then you can see well, one goal. We've is... beaten Sheffield United, so there's not much to say there. <laughs> um, <laughs> like I said, what more did we see against no them? Until we played these big teams and see how we... Found... This is what you did, you worried. played United. I, won't... I, th- I think the, the United fi- fixture for us is different because... They just are oh, crypts. Don't say for it. Reason. <laughs> we just hate playing them. It's a bit like so City everyone. with Spurs. It's like City with Spurs. Like what? What? What's your run in? What? What? What is your? What is your run in next? Obviously, you've got us next weekend, and then who have you got after that in the lead up to the Christmas? Leeds. Leeds. Um, in Everton. Everton. Wolves. Everton. West Ham. Arsenal. See, that's not even that bad. Still, I mean, you haven't got Liverpool or City in there. Don't be disrespectful. They got City no, on no, the 2nd of Jan. Yeah, I was about to say, City two, a week after those fixtures ended. Okay. With, with Leicester sandwiched in between. Which straight after be, City, straight after City, actually. Yeah, which will be really difficult. So that's when you can start judging whether we're a top winning team or not, or even close to challenging. I think the way Liverpool are grinding out results against some of the best in the league with a team that's like three injuries away from not being able to field a team, is a joke. And I think that is everything you need to aspire to be in the Premier League at the moment. It's just no matter what, win. And I can see, see where we're going. I'm really pleased with where we're going, but I'm taking it game by game. I'm not going to say we're going to go and win the league. But I will I think it, we will I think it's, before Spurs will. I think it's fair to say that from both mine and Jack's views are, it's quite obvious that we still both think that Liverpool are the title, the main title contenders here. And that both both of us are kind of opportunic opportunists if Liverpool don't cut the mustard. Yeah, TK, think... if if hang on, if it's TK, if we put a hundred million in your hands now, and yeah. you had to invest that in Spurs or Chelsea to win the league, and you don't get that money back until one of them win the league, who would you be putting the money on? Until one of them win the league. Yeah. Right. Because my answer to this was going to be. I actually thought, I actually, if if we're all in a, a title race this season, I'm actually more concerned about Spurs than I am about Chelsea this year. I think Spurs. Don't are say it, TK. I think Spurs Don't are set ready it. to go, and they do look ominous. Um, and I think the win against City was a good result and a good performance in terms of. Prior to that, we could say who they beat. Now, if if City had dicked them, we would have said, "Wow, Spurs were never in it, were they?" So the fact that they have beaten, we do have to, I think, acknowledge that. If we were going to write them off, then we should be able to give them credit where due and say they're there or thereabouts in terms of who's going to be challenging. But as much as I would say I'll back Jose in a title race this year, if, say if they're there around April time, I'd back Jose down the stretch against uh, Lampard. Say if those two broke away, I'd back them. Having said that, we know with Jose, it's never far from blowing up. So if they couldn't win it this year, I would back Chelsea after that because we know Chelsea will keep going until they do win something. Yeah. yeah so I would. I, not... I do think. I do think I can see the Spurs a better team than Chelsea. I agree with what you said, Luke. I think they've got a better squad at the minute. Um, despite Jack's insistence that Chelsea scored more goals than everyone, bar one, and conceded and conceded one more than Spurs. So there's not a huge <laughs> amount in it. It's, it is close. Um, and I do think Spurs are a little bit better set up at the minute, and I've got they've got a better manager. But if you're giving me a hundred million pounds, you're almost like putting my life on the line here. So I have to give yeah. Chelsea there, and we'll, and we'll prove an entity of winning things. Yeah, there's a big black mark on Spurs as well. 
I, ca- I came to the same conclusion what's earlier, the, pretty much. That what's the black mark? Yeah. Taking, taking a 175 million handout from the Royal Bank of England when no other team got it. What do you want about? I think well, no other team got it, and so that's the reason that Spurs were able to spend money because they shouldn't have been able to. We spent less than you because they asked for a loan from a bank. Well, you're sacking staff left, right, and centre. 175 million handout. Well, yeah, Alex, we didn't all get handouts from Bank of England. We got to pay it back with interest. Exactly. Well, yeah, they told West Ham they'd have to pay it back as well and gave them the stadium. Going back to what TK said, though, I came to the same conclusion that if Spurs are going to win, it has to be this year. Because if not, yeah, it won't, I don't think we it won't we don't we don't we don't survive another we don't survive another nearly had it. We don't survive another nearly I had think, it. I think the thing of it you said about you know uh, being sort of opportunists. I think when we're saying who are title contenders, we're talking in a slightly different sense in this year in terms of. Things feel a bit more open. Liverpool seem more vulnerable than they did, albeit, you know, maybe in 10 games' time we'll revisit that. But at the minute, they seem like you can make a result off them on a given day. So we're thinking, I would say Liverpool is still the team to beat, but we'll probably set a target that is beatable. It's just whether anyone else can put that sort of consistent run together. Mm-hmm. So when we say about title contenders, where normally we might be saying, do you think Spurs or Chelsea can overcome? a Liverpool or a Man City team who are going to get 90-plus points. We might not be looking at that this year. So saying title contenders is a slightly different thing to what we'd normally be saying. I'm still reading yeah. from I mean, I, I, <laughs> I mean, I'm just thinking in, in terms of my respect as well, Mark partly because of the way the season started, but also because of the strength that Spurs has. I don't actually... Going into the game, didn't fear Man City. I think I still fear Liverpool. If we came up against, you know, going to Anfield, I, I wouldn't be thinking we're going to get anything from it. Neither at Wyatt Lane, but any other team, I'm confident we can don't get. play there anymore. Yeah. What well, we do? It's <laughs> still yeah, Lane, you clown. Yeah. What? Um, what? To what for a stadium. Pretty sure it's still cool. Well, I mean, it's on the same ground anyway. Um, <laughs> same address. In all, fa- in all fairness, in all fairness, in all fairness, in all fairness, I've never heard it referred to as White Hart Lane. It might be Tottenham uh, Stadium. Yeah, it's called but... the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium because they want to yeah. get their naming rights in. But it's on the same yeah. ground. Yeah, it's not. That's not the biggest anyway, issue that's been discussed on this pod today. Point, I don't think. But, no, the 175 yeah, million bank loan <laughs> and then it's paying 13 million of Bale's wages. Give it a rest. Give it a rest. Interesting. Oh, well, I mean, we got a load of flat for furlough and staff. After making Gennosaurus redundant and spending that much money <laughs> that you already have. Well, we don't take a yeah. handout from the government to do it. I will I will say with all this, it is ironic that should whichever team next week, Spurs or Chelsea, they'll probably draw, but should yeah. one of them lose, whoever wins is getting anointed as their champions elect, and whoever loses is suddenly useless. It's going to be an incredible thing to watch. But... Yeah, absolutely. I actually no, don't I, think Spurs I, I can lose the league from here. Oh, I'll give it a rest. <laughs> I, dis- I, dis- I disagree. I disagree with um, the winner of next week, the winner of this weekend's game being the champion elect in the respect that I think is actually the contender elect because we're, we're talking like Liverpool are in the same position as City at the moment. I didn't say Liverpool, I said how it will be billed. Is how it would yeah, be yeah. No, that's how it's they do this with Spurs every year. 
but yeah, it does well, well, yeah, like, but we've never last been... year and the year before they changed it every week, didn't they? So, <laughs> the same pundits who were saying, top. "Are they contenders?" to the not. Did, oh, did has there been any been top under Pochettino? Um, like after a game week, like or even in that season when we finished third in the two horse race and when we we're Chelsea, we were never <laughs> actually top. Whereas in, in no. the, this is obviously the first time we've going to finish a game week first, so that is a big difference. But yeah, yeah but I'm, also, the most I'm all for felt since like January under Redknapp. Yeah, but we've also <laughs> yeah, we've yeah. also gone we, we've also gone we've also we. The thing is though, we've also gone into a uh, the Christmas holiday being unbeaten as well. Which you know counted for nothing in the end. So I think things like that, are, particularly in the league nowadays, it doesn't matter at all. I don't think that's a significant statement to just say, "Oh, this is our first time at the top of the league." Also, um, obviously, Alderweireld limped off um, at the weekend. I don't, I didn't hear how significant Serious that was. Serious, Peps. Uh, pot, uh, Jose said. He said it looks like a bad, bad injury. So I'll be back. Well, if it is, has he actually said <laughs> this? <laughs> yeah, he did. Say he, that, yeah, yeah, he did say it. Was I just check it. It could be so even if it, so even if it, even if it is, and it, like him being out for particularly now, if, if he's out for the next two games, that's significant for me because Alderweireld is the only reliable sent, like the reliable leader in that defence. I could quite easily seeing what we did against City at the weekend completely be unachievable. Hey, you're forgetting about the, you're forgetting about the Welsh Berezi. <laughs> this is true. Well, I actually played well on the weekend. Obviously, no, he didn't play well. The bad thing for Spurs, though, is it means he's not doing that next game. Yeah. <laughs> the Spurs fans actually set up a funeral for Alderweire. I was saying that because Van Dyke got one, that Toby should get one as well. <laughs> <laughs> shout out um, to um, shout out to Andombele and Hoiberg as well, in the respect of how tightly they like they, them were. They were as much a part of that defence at the uh, the weekend as uh, were. Uh, Alderweireld and Dyer, in the respect of him basically breaking up any play in front of them, in front of that defence, so that gives me confidence in the respect that those two roles, are, the roles that those two are playing at the moment. I'm I'm actually all for Salah throwing himself to the deck whenever he's in the box. Now, get them VAR decisions in, get those wins, <laughs> Liverpool. He's a little bit nervous. Walk alone. <laughs> You've always been a closet Liverpool fan, though. Well, if it's Liverpool or Spurs, then. (laughs) True. Also, um, Grealish has been called in again for another driving charge, so he's going to be in the bad books again. He took those Gaza comparisons too uh, seriously. (laughs) Yeah, he he did say it was a great compliment, that. I'm I'm not so sure. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, I think that just about does our football coverage. Um, a bo- in terms of boxing, they announced this week that AJ Pulev is now going to be for £25 on Sky Sports box office. Will uh, anyone be purchasing? <laughs> no. No. Disgrace, isn't it? I think it's probably down to the fact that they're not. Well, I'm sure Jack will probably purchase it. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I saw a lot being made of when Eddie Hearn said that the last Joshua pay per view was, was 25 and this isn't going to be the norm. He didn't have a say in it, etc. I think if there's no fans allowed in it, the purse to make it viable has to be paid somehow and it's probably going to be through broadcasters. Why? Everyone else had 80%, got paid 80% of their wages. 
I'm not saying it's right, I'm just saying to make the fight viable. It's probably why we're not seeing um, AJ and Fury fighting because they just don't, it's not worth it. No, that wasn't going to happen anyway, AJ. there. No. But in terms of the, the, the 25 quid, Hearn's claiming that it's just as big of a fight. Jesus. He said, Yeah, that, Adam Smith said it at, as well. Was yeah. Incredible. They said, is this think, as big as Ruiz 2? So obviously it's not. And then, it, yeah, yeah, it is. Okay. Well, when it went up to 20 quid for the Klitschko fight, um, they said that it was going to be, look, it's just the, the magnitude of the occasion. And then it didn't ever go back down. And you had the next Dylan White pay-per-view was 1995. And you had the next yeah. this, that. And well, I think exactly the fact the that such a big thing's made of, particularly, we all knew it, but every interview with Sky now, they say, well, look at the price of the pay-per-views in America. And I think that's going to be their way of just slowly, slowly creeping that's this up. That's what they're doing, yeah. Yeah, that's 100% what they're doing. Because what Jack's saying about the, the no gate, that's if this was a temporary measure, completely fine. I think people would even say, all right, I, I get it. But we know it won't come back down from 25 quid now. That's it. As soon as a certain amount of people pay it, and they will because people who pay to see AJ fight diabetes, alone <laughs> an actual person. So... People are cheap enough to do that, so they'll do that. And then, what's the Fury fight going to be worth? Thirty he's, quid minimum. They'll probably get thirty-five. He said, um, after the fights on Saturday, they said, "Well, if that's the price for this, then what are you going to say for the Fury fight?" And he said, "Well, I, I wouldn't expect it to be any more than thirty pounds for sure." Yeah. So, and, and he's got look. It's a form of gaslighting because people in the comments then also go, "Hey, look." Four or five hours entertainment, thirty quid. What more can you want? It's like, oh, brilliant! I saw and you get him say, the comments saying, "Well, it's only like you know, like twice a year." Like, well, that's lovely for you. It's only twice a yeah. year for you. Some of us silly fools watch all year round. Well, he he's, he's he gave it again um, in a separate interview about the look. It's, it's it's the price of a pizza and a couple of cans on a Saturday, as if they come with within the package. You don't, you don't get the pay to view the, the pizza and the cans. You are still having to pay for those on top. But also, they'll make a the fortune. It's only business where they go, you don't have to buy it. You see yeah. any other company with an advert, it'd be like, oh, look at this. Oh, by the way, you don't have to buy it. I'm not making you. As soon as you start saying that, you know you're onto a, a loser. Yeah, the, the thing is, enough of this will pay for it. And much like uh, we, we jokingly gave it to Jack for the Chelsea game, I've bought pay-per-views myself that I've bought pay-per-views I'm not proud of, which isn't a great soundbite. <laughs> I wasn't proud of Huey Fury against Joseph Parker. So the fact yeah, that I mean, there's always going to be people out there that buy them that make it worth it. So I was, I was on mute when I just said it a minute ago, but um, are you, because is the pay-per-view this weekend for the Roy Jones and Tyson? It is, is but I'm, I'm not going to pay for that. You're not paying for it? Well, you think Tyson retired, what was it? What year? Did you say in like 2003, something like that? In 2003, 2004, yeah. Yeah, and all the clips there in the promo are from the 80s, <laughs> <laughs> which, which isn't a great look. So, no, I mean, I'll stream it for sure um, alongside whatever else is on, but I'm not paying 20 quid to see... Roy Jones Jr., who is shot as it is, but Tyson's on another level of shot to bits. 
So literally just a competition to see who's more shot. <laughs> just... I haven't actually seen what the odds are for this. Because I'm lumping on Roy Jones if it's anywhere close. You you're ready till you hear it. Tyson's four to nine. Roy Jones is thirteen to eight. Get whatever you want. Jesus. I'm just saying Which might started making me think I wonder if there's something up there. Because it's in inverted commas is exhibition, isn't it? Which makes you all a little yeah. bit questionable. They can't lock each are other gonna, out. Are you gonna be lumping on Jake Paul? To beat Nate Robinson. I've, Don't uh, forget, I've... AJ was on board first, buying the first Logan Paul KSI fight. Yeah, that's fucking crazy, isn't it? I, I didn't... Uh, did, I, I did, I did, did. out of curiosity. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. I was just saying, you were on board early. Would Jake you buy Paul the, is uh, fighting is, against... I would, I would say, uh, on board On board is a strong term. I'd say, <laughs> uh, curious. <laughs> curious wouldn't do it again is more accurate. <laughs> Same way, You're, same, same for same, same sort of respecting how you justify buying Conor McGregor versus Mayweather. I was never going to miss that, but you were more on board for the Logan Paul uh, KSI fight than you were for Hongmin Son at the time. Uh, no, not at all. As again, you've uh, you've I taken mean, words check, out of my mouth and you've given your own advantage. TK and Sean were there, so yeah. That, that fits the timeline. We would have won. We would have won that North London derby if if we had played Sun off the bench. We were never beating Lord Unai that week. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, wow. Six months in the job. You are the worst. Oh, I did. Um, just just finally, uh, TK. I'll I'll go to you unless Jack, Alex, or Sean have any expert analysis on this. Who are you picking for? Joe Joyce, Daniel Dubois, which is of course on before Roy Jones, Mike Tyson. Uh, I'm going with Dubois in a big way. I've been um, everything I've been watching has been trying to been sort of sway me out of that, but uh, I just think he's the real deal, and and Joyce is just too slow. I think as much as he can take a shot, there's only so many you want to take off someone like Dubois. <laughs> I'm I'm also all in Dubois and four. Four, yeah, I was, I was thinking something about round four. Even if he can get through to the middle, the thing with him is, he, everyone's sort of assuming he's just going to gas himself up. He doesn't ever look like he's exerting himself, does he? Hopefully, in the Gorma fight, which went longer, he, he didn't look like he was belly. You know, it was all looked very natural. So, hopefully, he then leans over and chins Sam Jones as well. If 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 any of you watch the equivalent of gloves are off, they did for this Joyce Dubois fight. The irony in Sam Jones, who you'll see and you, you'll remember his name once you've seen his face, you know, like an Eddie Hearn knockoff, telling Dubois that he's never been in a real fight in his life. The irony of it <laughs> is spectacular. <laughs> he's this weedy bloke across the desk saying, you've never been it properly in your life. And if you, if you can I respect it in a, way, in a awful way. As well. <laughs> yeah, I saw the one clip and it was enough, but just seeing them say look you needed a middle fight before you take these big fights and him saying this is this is the middle fight I was that, all in that was, that was genuinely the the best quote of it because I watched the thing. I'm not saying uh, I'm not saying they're uncharismatic but Dubois sometime, somehow made the words I'm going to kick your cunt in that seem boring <laughs> <laughs> that is some ability to be boring that it's not good when Frank's trying to make points in that and he's forgetting the names of the people that he's talking about <laughs> 
Although you didn't need bunts in the middle of that either. So there we go. So Sean, do you have a prediction for us? The one two. Are in two. It's four. You get a message, TK, saying Joyce in three before the weekend. Hey, I've got a hundred percent fight prediction record. (laughs) Undefeated. Well, so, you yeah, must text someone else saying draw then, so <laughs> <laughs> because otherwise you were you were wrong with uh, the first Canelo Triple G fight. No, I did say draw for that one. <laughs> like you. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. Anyway, thanks again for listening to another edition of the Spitballing Pod. Well, actually, uh, Alex will go to you because uh, you're not on there. We're starting our Christmas coverage for Movie Madness this week. Die hard against Home Alone up first. Tough on that. Uh, I will go with Die Hard. Is Die Hard a Christmas film for you? Yeah. Yeah, it's the Christmas right. action film. It's TK Omar. Is he? Yeah, he's back for Christmas. I didn't know he was returning for Christmas. Like a dog, but I am just for Christmas. Sean's been <laughs> shook by that. Sean wasn't ready for that. And Alan Pardew is the new technical director of CSK Sophia, so glad to see another brother getting paid. That's a good addition. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks again. We'll be back. Goodbye.